is good! Ferris State wins the basketball game! You got it! Game winner! Rip the shot and it's a score for Ferris State! What a play right there by the Bulldogs! And so those are the kind of the guys I really wanted to model my mentality after. When it's bad weather, it kind of comes down to grit. I think our team has a lot of that. It's like you lose a game, like it hurts so much. Like we're very culture-based, and so that's what initially got me here. You're listening to Behind the Bulldogs, brought to you by Ferris State Athletics. We're back with another edition of Behind the Bulldogs, brought to you by the Car Center. Brent Worth alongside my partner, Joe Nagy. What's up? What's up? It's another great episode here. A nice episode. Two regularly scheduled programming. We were a little bit back last week, a little delay, but uh, we're back in it again here, Joe, with no technical difficulties this time, with a great episode on deck. Great interview, great recap, great previews on deck. It's going to be a good week. Yeah, I'm going to have to eat that one. That's on me for the delay. I ordered a (laughs) laptop charger because I lost mine. Couldn't find it. Uh, Then the charger that I ordered went through basically everywhere but my house. So then I had to cancel the order. And then my mom ordered one because she had Amazon Prime. Same day shipping. Got it at like 1030. Pounded out the graphic. Pounded out everything else I had to do. And then that's, yeah, so that's on me, everybody. So I'll eat that. But big, big, big round of applause for you guys for still hanging with us. If you missed that episode, uh, it's a good one. Cedric Frierson, Quentin Zinger talking revenue partnerships, how it applies in college athletics. Really cool conversation. One of our favorite interviews, I would say. They're all our favorites, but one of the cool ones. So you guys can check that out in the feed below. Um, But today we have a great episode. We got a Bulldog basketball player stopping by, one that has been stopping all over the United States, almost to Hawaii and back. Yes, Jack Amberman joining us on the show. You guys are going to love that interview. Got to hear his perspective on playing D2 in Michigan and Hawaii and how they're pretty much drastically different, as you can imagine, weather-wise, but also culture-wise as well. Yeah, it was a great one. And we're really excited to bring it to you, but we got a shout-out first. We do? do What shout-out we got here, Joe? Well, I was going to bring it to you. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it, but that's you were there, so... I was there, yes. Big shout-out to all the sportscom students. Red Out was a big success. 2500 bucks to the Corwell Health cardiopulmonary unit here in Big Rapids. So big clap, a round of applause for them. Well done, you guys. Shelves in the back. Did really awesome. So we'll get into some of those games here as well um, here later on in the preview before we get to the interview. But we'll start on Thursday with hoops uh, against Northern Michigan. Women's get a highly contested win over the Wildcats. Uh, Unfortunately, the men's uh, drop a three-point thriller. Uh, But they were both very good basketball games, high-flying points all over the place. Uh, Big shout-out as well um, for Chloe Idoni for Gleak player of the week for her performance, not only that game as well, the Michigan Tech game. Um, Women's come out on top by five. Women or men's lose by three to top ranked Northern Michigan in the Gleak. Two really good basketball games. Women's just, uh, I think, really, especially the second half, they turned it up defensively um, and did a really good job finding the finding the basket, especially in the second half. I think there was six points in the second quarter, but then they came back in the third quarter with 30 and really got back in control of this game and just held it on and got the win. Yeah, it's big time. I mean, you look at it too. Chloe Idoni with 25, Kane Blanchard with 15, Mallory McCartney with 11, three of the starters getting into those double digits. I think that's one of the better things about this team is you can find scoring opportunities between all of them, especially with Mallory being able to move the floor with her passing ability. I think this is a team, and we've seen it obviously with them moving up the ranks, getting into the top 10 now. They're at what, five? They were at seven coming in. We're going to be waiting this week's poll to see if they move up say, to five. We were at five at one point this season, but yeah. we're at seven at the moment. And I think it's going to be a solid team, especially going into the GLIAC, or the GLIAC tournament as well as later on with the big time tournament. If we can make the big dance, so we'll see how that plays out. But I think this team, from what we've seen, especially against Northern and Michigan Tech, they're going to be doing some damage. And uh, 
they got a they got a nice recipe of success. Over yes, there. absolutely. Coach Westendorp's doing a fantastic job uh, with that program on the men's side. Brunch, Coach Brockman's doing a great job too. Uh, Northern Michigan is a really good team. Uh, they've been a little bit underrated, under the radar a little bit over the last couple of weeks, uh, and you see why. I mean, they were undefeated going in um, to that you know, Lake State game in Gleak play. Unfortunately, the Lakers spoiled that for them there in the Sioux. Um, but especially that game, uh, we started off a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say flat offensively. Northern Michigan made a lot, and I mean a lot, of tough shots. And that's really how they held on in the second half, and they just gritted out a really, really big win for them on the road. Yeah, especially getting six guys in double digits. That's going to be tough to overcome. And then also, not going to lie, they shot 42% from the three-point line. So that's, yeah, Pretty Brandon good. said it that way, the best way. And we only shot 25%. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a tough little situation. But I think looking into it, we got a solid game with Lake Superior State coming up that we'll kind of talk about in the preview of the next week. That's going to be tough on Lake Superior State. Also, I think, beat Northern, right? Yeah, well, we lost to them twice, um, but Lake State did beat Northern. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Lake State is a team that can't be overlooked. They make some win. They make some wins happen out of nowhere. So we'll see how it plays out. But a good bounce back win against Michigan Tech on Saturday, especially for Red Out. That's what we like to see. Absolutely. Women's get the win over the Husky 63-54. Men's get the win 79-63. Um, really, both games, uh, you just raw really good second half offensive performances. And I think especially the men's team really got out off the jump, which was a really big, and they were just able to hold it the rest of the way against a really, really pesty uh, Michigan Tech team that might not necessarily draw eyes on the standings, but they certainly are a good team. The women's team as well, very good defensively, Michigan Tech is, but uh, the ladies overcome it with a really gritty, gritty defensive win, 63-54. So all the way around, really nice bounce back wins on Saturday uh, there for men's and women's basketball. Yeah, one thing I would like to see, though, from the men's team is just improve on that three-point shot. I think, too, it's just kind of based on day-to-day because sometimes we've been we've seen it. I mean, Ethan Erickson can go wild and go almost basically shooting 70% from the three-point line. Team-wise, we can shoot 40 50%, but, I mean, with that game only shooting 15, two for 13, um, or excuse me, 15%, two for 13 from beyond the arc. That's not going to really win you a lot of games, but luckily we were able to turn it up down low and just make, make a really nice defensive effort to win 79-63. Absolutely. So there's basketball. We'll move over to hockey, uh, hosting Bowling Green. Really tight game on Friday night. Lose 4-3. Uh, it was certainly a really good first two periods from this group. They looked dominant. They looked like they were owning this game. Third period slip up in the last 20 uh, gives the Falcons the win. And then on Saturday, the boys really fought a very, very tough hockey game. They unfortunately fall 3-1, but really it was 2-1 for uh, the majority of after I believe it was the uh, eight-minute mark to go in the first period, or maybe it was more towards the 15-minute mark uh, where they were up 2-0 after the first, but we got that goal back in the second and fought them all the way hard, had a lot of good chances in the third. Uh, Bowling Green and and puts in one in the empty net to end up winning it uh, 3-1. But overall for this team, it was a really tough one to swallow at the end of the day because they knew they could beat that Bowling Green team. They showed it in the first 40 minutes on Friday, uh, and they had a lot of good individual performances. They just weren't able to execute offensively when they needed to the most in that Saturday game. And uh, Friday night just had a little bit uh, of a fallout defensively um, as well as fatigue being a major factor in that Friday night loss to go into on the weekend. Yeah, it's it's tough looks. It drops us even farther down in the rankings for the CCHA standings. Bowling Green was right above us. If we were able to sweep that, we would have been in a really solid spot, get those points back, and kind of get back in the conversation of maybe moving up more in the ranks. But with that two, those two losses is gonna not only does it kind of knock us down and not really a chance to move up. I mean, we got six. 
five more games until the season's over. But when you got Bemidji State and Northern coming up, it's going to be a tough one. Hopefully that didn't take the wind out of the sails. I mean, the team was four on a four-game heater, so we'll see how it plays out. Uh, but definitely a tough loss and two tough losses from Bowling Green. But score does not always reflect how the game played out. Yeah, absolutely. And this team will have an opportunity to get a bye week here, uh, and then they'll be on the road at Bemidji State. Also, big shout-out to Zach Fairmouth. He had three goals on the weekend. He really had a breakout performance uh, despite the outcomes. Uh, so shout-out to him as well. Softball opened up the season for 2024 uh, down at the Rail Splitter Invite. Uh, they beat Lincoln Memorial 9-2 in the first day. Uh, they fall to Finley, Ohio Dominican on Saturday, and then uh, once again falling to the Oilers in their second game against Finley on Sunday. Uh, one and three on the start, obviously not ideal that I'm sure Coach Schumann was looking for. A lot of good teams at this uh, invitational tournament to start the season. Uh, we saw a lot of good things from this team last year, and obviously this is their, their first tournament, so we're not going to go too analytical on the performances. Uh, but overall, I think the, the biggest thing to note, especially, uh, is defensively, uh, I think they're starting to get improved. Um, we'll see the pitching very much uh, certainly get a little bit better as it goes on, and obviously sleep. They will be better overall once we get into the month of March and into April when it's really go time. But I think especially just getting out the door, uh, getting those games in, I think is a really nice feeling for this team just to be back on the diamond again. Yeah, for sure. And especially these early seasons, I think, or these early season games, I think it's a nice little kind of precursor to just know you got to knock the rust off a little bit. We were able to get the first win too. And especially playing against teams like Finley and Ohio Dominican, we could see them later on. Uh, But I think to seeing where the, where the games ended up with a five, three loss, five, four loss, that's solid for our, our offense wise, but close. I mean, that's just one hit kind of a difference where it's going to be able to really ramp up the momentum and kind of just get something where an offensive spark could happen. And then that game turns out a lot different. For sure. Last thing to cover before we get to the interview, uh, tennis falls to Indy, both women's and men's, 7-0 for women's, 6-1 to men's. Uh, Indy's a really good team. They're nationally ranked, uh, so obviously you take that into consideration. Uh, but good to see tennis back. They're starting to get uh, into the swing of things before their spring season, like we mentioned with softball. Um, so good performances. We look forward to seeing what Coach Doran's team really does um, as we continue on in the season. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be it for the rundown. Yes, sir. But before we get to the interview, Joe, we got to pay our bills and thank our sponsor for this episode. I was going to say, the lights are flickering and we got to get the bills paid. So it's brought to you by the Car Center in Big Rapids. When you need body work, request the best. Request the Car Center in Big Rapids. Find the Car Center off Northland Drive in Rogers Heights and online at carcentermi.com. Big thanks to them for making this show possible. Shout out CC, man. Car Center. Absolutely. So now, without further ado, let's swing it to the interview. Now joining us in studio, Jack Ammerman of the Ferris State men's basketball team. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Jack. And we'll start with a little bit of a story here. So going back to freshman year, me and Joe were doing the MBSP, the former show name of this show. And we were like, we need to go to more games and get the analysis of all the games and all of it entail. So we went to a men's basketball game. And we went to the men's game, and it turns out this we went to this game, and Ferris lost in the second half of this game, uh, and it was a Gliac game. And there was this kid that completely shot the lights out. I believe he finished with 35, 37 points, and they ended up beating us. And we looked up in the roster, and it was one Jack Ammerman <laughs> when he played for Northwood. So the first question I have for you is, obviously, we'll get into your whole journey here, but what was it like, especially playing Division II basketball starting out, and really what led you to play Division II basketball? Yeah, for sure. Uh, good question. Um, really, just throughout my younger years, middle school, high school, uh, I started playing AAU with a local team out of Ann Arbor. And, you know, we started to 
travel like the U.S., like the Midwest first, and then we started expanding out even farther and started playing some of the best competition around the around the country. And it was just really cool. And I just fell in love with basketball. And you know, my size and weight, you know, probably didn't add up to basketball. Uh, if you were to look at me, you probably think like maybe baseball player or something like that. And, but I, I just fell in love with the game of basketball. And coming out of high school, um, a couple of colleges started taking notice and. Uh, actually, Ferris was one of the schools as well, and I ended up choosing Northwood. So, I mean, that was definitely uh, a big choice for me coming out as an 18-year-old. But, you know, I was happy with the choice I made, and it was really, really cool to, you know, play in the GLIAC for four years and now five. Um, but, yeah, my time at Northwood, uh, cherish those moments forever, but definitely always we always got up for games like Ferris just because they're notoriously one of the best schools in the conference so and in the country. So that was definitely a big, big one for me. Yeah, for sure. For those that didn't understand, he played at Northwood and beat us and pretty much by himself in the yeah. end of that game. Yeah. I'm sure that was also the first time me and Brandon like ever hung out. Like, yeah. Outside yeah, that's true. Of a podcast or a class. Yeah, we didn't know each other. Awesome, we so. just never. But yeah. Did Bronx ever talk to you about that game when you ended up deciding to come back? Uh, Did you ever talk about he it? He never talked about that one specifically. I don't know if he wanted to bring that up. He doesn't like losing very often, <laughs> so I don't think he likes to bring up the losses. That's right? fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And now, especially being at Ferris, but before you went from Northwood to Ferris, you were in Hawaii at Hawaii Pacific. Yes. That's a big time change, especially going from Michigan to Hawaii. We talked about it a little bit before yeah. the podcast started. I mean, just walk through kind of the decisions that's led you out there and then yeah. kind of back here. For sure. Yeah. So um, like you guys talked about, I did four years at Northwood. I had lived my whole life in Michigan, grew up in Ann Arbor, so went to high school in Ann Arbor, and then obviously Northwood in Midland, Michigan. So, you know, I spent 22 years of my life in Michigan, and I really only got that fifth year out in Hawaii because of COVID. So I had already played four years of basketball like most athletes should, you know. Uh, so we're definitely living in weird times with the COVID year and everything. But I remember just thinking that, you know, when I went into the transfer portal, you know, that I was, I was ready to get out of Michigan for a year. And uh, I remember the Hawaii coach had... He was actually the first person who called me when I entered the portal. And that kind of stuck with me just because he would talk to me, you know, every day. So I thought that was pretty cool to me. And I remember at first thinking that, you know, Hawaii is too far. It's not realistic. And then as as it kept going on and on and on, there was schools from other parts of the country. I was pretty blessed to, you know, receive a lot of scholarships. But that one really stuck with me just being the first one. And obviously Hawaii is not a bad place to be. So that was that was a no brainer at the end of the day. For sure. And we can you can certainly brag if you want to for all of us Michiganders listening in. But just tell us how much of a difference it was being in Hawaii, especially not only that being a collegiate athlete in Hawaii. There's got to be a lot of things different. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it was honestly very different than my time in Northwood and Ferris. I mean, they're all different in their own ways and they're all great in their own ways. But the culture out there is just one of a kind. I mean, I mean, it's definitely one of the vacation destinations for most people. So I think just I think everyday life was a lot different just because, you know, you go to class, you go to your practice and then you can go just hang on the beach. You can go on a hike. You can like go to a waterfall. Like it was, it's it was remarkable. It was probably probably one of the most fun years I'll have in my life ever just because of the, the things you do, the places you see, like the people you meet, you know, the culture is just it's one of a kind for sure. Yeah, so cool. Absolutely. Well, it's kind of like the big thing I have a question though is like team building wise going, I mean, especially for Ferris kind of obviously with a new team, but Hawaii out there, is it a lot of like going surfing with the guys that kind of hanging out? Like what's kind of the difference with that type of deal? Yeah, uh, the team out there was definitely more unique than I've ever seen any team in my life just because of the, the people we had on the team. We had people from Slovenia and Europe. We had people from Australia. You know, you have people from Japan. You have people from, we had our three Hawaiian kids. We had people from all over the West Coast, California. So you have a lot of mixing cultures. And, you know, I think we had to do a lot of things together as a team. And our coaches were really big on that. Like, 
having big events at the gym, having big events on the beach. Like we had barbecues, like uh, cookouts and everything like that. And then, yeah, we'd go surfing and stuff like that. You know, you just, you get close to each other. And when you're spending time on the beach, you know, watching the sunset every night together, like stuff like that, you know, you get pretty close as a team. So I think that that helped a lot for sure. No, that's so cool for sure. But obviously we're glad to have you back here in yeah. Engelglaben and playing in Wink Arena. Yeah. Uh, just talk about the the process that you decided to come back, uh, getting a hold of Coach Bronkema and then uh, really kind of the the whole, I know obviously you got here early on in the summer, seeing you guys lift and all that sort of stuff, really mm. kind of acclimating with this new group. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was definitely, after I got hurt out in Hawaii, you know, um, you know, Ferris had always stuck with me as a place, you know, I thought that like could work out with me. And I, I, I almost came here out of high school and, you know, I'm, I'm really glad it worked out, you know, after everything that happened third time's the charm type of thing. Uh, that's kind of what Bronx and I joke about, but you know, the team is settled in really well. We have a lot of veteran guys on the team. Um, I think our youngest player in our rotation is like a junior right now. We have a lot of seniors, six years like myself. Um, but yeah, for me, I was coming off the ACL. So like right when I got here to Ferris, I, I couldn't go and play with the guys right away, which was hard, but you know, I, I worked out and coach Broncomo was super patient with me and other guys were coming off injuries too. So I feel like, I feel like we've had a very veteran mindset throughout the season and a lot of guys who have been through it. So we've just been able to, you know, play off of each other and kind of do what we can for each other on and off the court. For sure. Yeah. And with the team, I mean, we got a trip to Lake Superior State at the weekend. Mm -hmm. We were kind of talking about, you're not a big like TV show guy or anything, not a big video game guy, but you yeah. like movies and stuff. Yeah. What's kind of the go-to for you to pass the time, especially with those long road trips up to the UP? Actually, the, the thing that's been helping the most during the road trips is uh, our team has been really big on like Euchre and Spades card games. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. And they, yes. And they have those, they have the one on the phone. Um, so we've been doing that a lot as a team. That's kind of been helping to pass the time. But if not, you know, I can always fall asleep on the bus too. I, I always bring the pillow with me if I ever need to take a nap. But yeah, the card games have been getting us through. Is, is there any hacks to kind of fall asleep on the bus, or you just kind of are you a blessed a blessed enough guy where you can just kind of lay back and? Yeah, I got the pillow asleep. on the pillow on the window to the right side, and and that usually gets the job done. That's nice. Okay, yes, okay. Uh, is there a go-to partner when it comes to playing euchre, or is there certainly like partners uh, that are already made in tournament style? I know you guys are really competitive on the bus, from what we heard from Ethan and yeah, Guapo. Yeah, we are pretty competitive on the bus. You know, it kind of just whoever can get in the lobby, like it's a four-person lobby for the card games, so whoever can get in first. But whenever we play in person, uh, Brandon uh, Clairbot has been my partner for Spades. Okay, yeah. all right, right on. Yeah, nice, nice. I mean, especially when you kind of talk about uh, getting with kind of Coach Bronkman and stuff like that, especially this late in the season, has there been a difference kind of in the coaching staffs between the three schools you've been to with this kind of later half of the season, kind of the approach? Can I talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is actually uh, the first school where, you know, as like the season has went on, like our practices have actually gotten like shorter just because, you know, it takes a toll on your body. So I've actually really appreciated that. And, and we have an older team too, so that helps a lot too. But uh, this is definitely the first school where I've noticed that we really like, shortened practices throughout the week, like up closer to the game time. So I think that's helped a ton. And then also just, we sub a, a lot on our team. You know, we press the whole game, so we keep bodies in and out. So everyone kind of plays a 20 to 25 minutes. And that's kind of the first time that I've had that in my career. And I, I really liked it so far. You know, I think there's ups and downs to it for sure. Like, but if you can just continuously sub guys in and out and they're hundred like feeling hundred percent, I think that's more valuable than anything. And I think that's something that's helped us a lot. Yeah, for sure. And that kind of transitioned into my question was, especially with what you guys do, yeah. it's so unique, almost like I, I joke with Nico, our PA guy at the, at the, the table, because you guys do hockey line changes yeah. a lot, three, four, five guys at yeah. a time. What does that really take mentally for you guys, especially getting used to that? Because there's a lot of people that play basketball where their coaches, they don't necessarily sub. It's one or two at a time. You guys do it in a group. It's kind of like almost like you have two groups going on the floor. Sure. Just talk about that dynamic as far as how you guys prep for that in practice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, like I'll, I'll say this, honestly, like I think our second five is just as good as our first five. They, they kill us in practice all the time. So 
I mean, I think that's the biggest, like, biggest like value that we have on our team is that, you know, our second five comes in a wave and they're just as good as the first five. Like, I mean, that's hard to be when you have two, two sets of five like that. But uh, that's definitely something that I've had to get used to just because at my other schools, you know, I was playing 30 plus minutes a game. So um, that's definitely something that I've had to, you know, get used to throughout the year. But I really enjoyed it, honestly. And a lot of the times you are really pretty tired. So like you see that guy coming to the sub table, you're like, okay, yep, I need one. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And we've had, you know, Jimmy, Ben, Delapo, Ethan on stuff yeah. like that. And the bond that you guys have is pretty incredible. When yeah. you came here, was there kind of an unexpected guy in the team who you weren't really expecting to get along with or have kind of a brotherhood with? Or is that um, kind of... Yeah, honestly, I knew some of the guys... Like I played against Ben because he was the same age as me. I remember like playing against Jimmy and like Ethan and Reese and all those guys in Vegas, but uh, and obviously Lop at Northern. But there wasn't like one guy that like I really clicked with. But I think everyone on the team was just so welcoming to me. Like it's crazy because at my old school is like you know we'd hang out like all the boys together like outside of practice. You know we'd play cards, watch movies, go to the beach, whatever it was. So I wasn't really sure like if it was like that at Ferris too. And I think literally right from the beginning in June, I started hanging out with the guys like every single day. Like, you know, we do stuff all together. So I think they've just been so welcoming to me and it's been pretty cool to, you know, get to know every one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And obviously you guys right now uh, sitting at 17 to 5, 7, 4 in conference play. You got a yeah. couple big games, as Joe mentioned, Lake State on the road. Uh, mm -hmm. Just talk about, especially for you guys, obviously uh, last couple of games have been a little up and down. You guys have been dealing with a little injuries. Amari yeah. Reese banged up. Yeah. Uh, just talk about how you guys have acclimated and are uh, really preparing to get back on track here over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think we're definitely looking to get healthier, hopefully get those guys back as soon as possible. Um, yeah, we've had some ups and downs. I've had some ups and downs individually, so I'm hoping to, you know, pick it up a little bit for the team and uh, give all I can to, you know, close out this February strong. But we kind of talked about as a team, we just kind of want to be trying to play our best basketball come end of February, March time, because, you know, that's, you just got to get hot at the right time. And I think we've definitely set ourselves up to be in a good spot. I think we're top three or four in the region, you know, top two in the conference. So hopefully we can just and strong. I think Lake State's going to be a really big one. They're going to have a big crowd. We know that on Saturday night. So hopefully we can get the job done. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. And Jack, we appreciate the time that you've taken sure. to hop on the show. We really, yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah. Last question for you. We ask everybody that comes on the show, what's yeah. been your favorite thing so far about being a Fair State Bulldog? I think being my favorite thing about being a Fair State Bulldog is just the winning culture. You know, I, I've had some losing seasons. I've had a couple winning seasons, but I think just the winning culture that they have here at Ferris with all the sports, you know, it's not just basketball with every, all, every athlete supporting one another and everyone's used to winning. So it's been pretty cool to see. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining us and we wish you the best luck against the Lakers yeah. on Saturday. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. And that's a big thanks to Jack for coming on the show and taking time out of the busy schedule. We appreciate him doing that. Now we're going to hop into the Fair State Sports Slate. What's going to be happening this weekend? First, we got National Signing Day coming up. A highly anticipated one. Ferris always kills it, Brandon, in the National Signing Day. I'm excited to see what happens. It's going to be fun for sure. That'll be on Wednesday, Friday, indoor track and field. Big meet. The distance 5Kers will be in action as well as women's and men's tennis will be traveling to Finley to face the Oilers. 12 o'clock for women's, 4 o'clock for men's. Cool beans, man. Indoor track and field is going to be continuing at the big meet on Saturday. Women's tennis is going to be in Indiana as well at noon. Women's basketball is going to be at Lakes Pier State as well as men's basketball joining them. 5.30 tip off and then men's following immediately after that at 7.30. Absolutely. To finish on Sunday, men's tennis will be facing Western University. Many people might not know where that is. That's because it's up north in Canada. Three o'clock start time there for men's tennis there against Western University. Oh, Canada. I don't know the rest of the words, to be honest. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know either. Well, anyways. That's why we're an American show. Big thanks for all the listeners out there. Be sure to subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, WBR, and more. And until next time. First and foremost, before we leave, 
Rest in peace, Toby Keith. Absolute legend. Friends of peace. Yep. Take care, everybody.